More fighting in the Mexican crisis today when American troops participated in a joint raid with Mexican nationals against rebel rocket positions in Acapulco. Now this. Hey guys, how's it going? It's uh, it's Josh, Jay Baker, 138 on the forum. I uh, just wanted to go ahead and give you guys a call. Um, it's pretty much the only um, source of uh, reaching you guys that I haven't been able to use just yet. Thought I'd break the cherry on that too. Um, just want to say love your show. Um, thanks again for reading um, some of the emails that I write. And um, just keep up the good work. Chris, awesome job on the um, on the title picks. You guys, you guys slayed me. You cracked me up. I truly enjoy it. I was just listening to the, um, the Dragon Con wrap-up show again while I'm at work. I love doing that. But anyway, fucking, um, I got to the point where you were talking about uh, Bruce Boxleitner Bruce and how he was such a fucking douche to you. And it's like, and you said, I know the guy doesn't owe me anything. But my opinion, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude, you, you, you talk about Tron a lot on the show. Forums, you know, you're always writing about Tron. You put up the link to that, you know, Tron um, sitcom dealing on the YouTube. The fucking, you watch his movies, you follow his career, you invest your time in it to enjoy it, talk about it on your show, write about it on your forum. You follow his career, you help support the guy. At least the motherfucker can be respectful to you. It's just, you know, fucking insane the way that some of these so-called um, celebrities and, and stars, actors and bullshit like that, feel as though there are so many levels above the common person that will just listen to his, you know, his boring speeches about how fucking, how awesome it was to make this movie. When it's like, we don't need to know how awesome it was to make this movie. We see that the movie is fucking awesome. Like, Tron is awesome. I know that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jesus fuck. I mean, you know, the rant about the whole fucking Kevin Smith thing. Same fucking thing. We put him where he is, and we put all these other celebrities out there where they are. And if they're going to turn their backs on us or shortchange us and give us short answers when we're asking questions, they can go fuck themselves. I'll stop supporting their career. If I stop supporting their career and I get my friends to do that too, they get their friends like the fucking Calgon commercial and whatnot. Fucking bullshit. Just fucking don't support these motherfuckers. And Jesus Christ. Bunch of fucking assholes, man. I fucking hate how fake Hollywood is. I love your show, though. So good. Bye. This is the story of my family. That's me. I'm Scott. There's Chris, my wonderful co-host. And our children. Josh, Jaina, John David, Jill, Jessa, Giuseppe, Ganymede, Jello, Guadalupe, Gallagher, Gomer, Goober, SpongeBob, Shenandoah, Tumor, Tupac, San Francisco, Betty Joe, Betty Lou, Betty Sue, Billy Jean, Billy Joe, Bobby Joe, Bobby Sue, Bobby Jean, Bobby Joe, Optimus Prime, Yahoo, Condoleezza Couscous, Cosmo, 
Dr. No, Shaniqua, Adolph, Cletus, Festus, Bocephus, Coolidge, Cooter, Del Monte, Enos, Eros, Beavis, Hemi, Harley Davidson, Mork, Socrates, Domino, and Strawberry Daiquiri. If you lost count, that's 17 in all. Plus, we just won another three on eBay. We're not a typical family. In fact, you might say we're goddamn freaks. The children run naked, filthy, barefoot, and hungry while we mostly watch TV or surf the internet. As for school, we'll occasionally read to them from Who's Who or the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. To make ends meet, we've taught the children to shoplift. Plus, we sell tickets so that folks can stare at them on the weekends. And even though we haven't any parental qualifications, sense of responsibility, or formal education, somehow we make it all work out. We're Two True Freaks and Counting. I find their illogic and foolish emotions a constant irritant. And transfer out, freak! I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, fork-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-legged, and now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywell. Blah, 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 blah. Alright, so here we are in the Gardner household. Yeah, the first live Two True Freaks taping ever of a Two True Freaks show where we're in the same room together. Scott's putting his hot sauce on his pizza from last night. We got some chips and uh, cheese. Some Fritos. And we can actually, we're taping on a little MP3 player so we can actually chew food without you guys having to hear it like it's in your ear. As, as it usually is in the show. So today we're going to do a little commentary track, a first time for us to on uh, the Criterion version. Now don't get the regular shitty version of, uh, of RoboCop, get the Criterion edition. And take it to where it says Criterion and then it fades to black. And then when I count to three, that's going to be our pause point. So you pause that and when you start the your your DVD... That's when you start the play on this, and we'll be all synced up, and uh, and um, yeah, and we'll be ready to go. So, without any further ado, are you ready with the old pause there? I just realized that I had the sound set to something else, where I can't hear the movie if I don't change the sound. Oh, okay, so here we go. We should be good. Okay, so when I when I get down, oh, to I already. <laughs> it started. All right. Alright, we're getting the O is just forming. For the Orion. Here we go. Here we go. It's spinning. Orion. Orion. Whatever the hell. Is it Orion? 
Orion? Orion. We'll say Orion for now. I love this movie. Now, when did you first see RoboCop? I saw this movie when I was in college. They actually had the, a premiere of it in this, um... In a con- like, it was, it was in a little theater, but it was mostly, you know, for... For, um, a conference room. And I loved it. I thought it was gonna be a piece of crap. And, uh... Oh, my God. You know, from the very beginning, from the fake news report here... Way ahead she's of She's somebody time. famous from like Entertainment Tonight or something, right? This woman on the. Yeah. She looked familiar. The only thing that really dates this movie, I think, is the hair. Like the news guy's hairdo is is an '80s hairdo. Oh yeah. And <laughs> hers is definitely an '80s hairdo. She's got the. Um, She's like Lisa Gibbons or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. She, I don't know if that's her, but that's exactly what she looks like. She's got the, you know, the shoulder pads in her, in her 80s dress. <laughs> Even the fake commercials. I love that. Way I mean, ahead of movie, Oh, yeah. This movie was such a fucking trendsetter for, for how movies are, are done. And, of course, the Dutch director, Paul Verhoeven, one of my... He's... I just, you know... He's just a great... Great director. I think his only misstep so far has been uh, Showgirls. Never big, saw that one. Big misstep. I ha- I've only seen parts of it. It's pretty terrible, but I hear it's fun. Terrible. I hear it's fun to watch and got a lot of TNA. I fast forwarded through it for the for the TNA scenes. Hey, you don't have to fast forward very much. Yeah, I know. Um, now I saw this movie with my dad. And for the life of me, I can't remember why we went to see it. I don't know if we, we saw a trailer that we liked, or if it was word of mouth, or or what. Because I have the original teaser. I don't know if it's a teaser or if it was just the original poster. But the poster that shows him getting out of the police car, and it just says, mm-hmm. what does it say, part machine, part man, all cop, or uh-huh. some shit. I have that. And that image, honestly, wouldn't be enough to draw me to the theater no. to see it. So I'm trying to remember what the hell it was that, that made us want to go. But I remember when Dad and I both walked out. Just I think I was stoned and bored in college <laughs> and someone talked me into it, you know. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go. And then it was, you know, it was like big trouble in Little China. I went to that expecting nothing. And here comes a just stereotypical scene where the cop grabs the lawyer and goes, Look, you slimy scumbag! Yeah. Your client's a scumbag. I love it. I'm taking laughing boy with you. <laughs> laughing boy. That's a total line out of a comic book mm-hmm. right there. Who else says laughing boy but someone oh, in yeah. a comic? Oh, this movie, you know, there's a line in this movie later on about, you know, they, you know, the kids at the school get to see RoboCop, you know, who is something that their parents only read about in comic books. And, and that's, I mean... I don't hear this one really mentioned when people talk about great comic book movies because it's not based on anything, but god damn, this is such a comic it's book movie. It's a comic movie. book movie, too. Oh, yeah. It does comic book movies better than any comic book mo- real comic book movie up to this point did. Right. Know? And it does it without being stupid or condescending. It is kind of stupid in points, but it's intentionally so. And here's another Verhoeven thing coming up, if I remember. There's a few, there's some tits in the... He loves to portray the future as being, like, Unisex, co-ed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's people naked running... Well, he likes to have pretty girls take their clothes off around him, She's too. She's a He's, homely girl, though. 
She's a man girl. But, you know, he likes to portray the future. Uh, Starship Troopers was another one where they'd have co-ed showers and, you know, nudity wasn't that big a deal. I still haven't watched that yet. I need to see that because everybody says it was a great movie. Oh, it's and great. I've never seen it. It's now, this great. guy here always reminded me of uh, of Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters. Yeah. I know it's not him, but it's, he's so channeling uh, Lewis from, from the Ghostbusters. Yep. I'm giving to Cecil here as usual. I've seen this movie a fucking million times. I'll tell you, the funnest place I ever watched RoboCop was when we used to watch, when I used to pull what they call facility duty when I was in the service. Yeah, aim over, a, you should aim over here when you're talking, though. It's a bunch of, uh, bunch of bored fucking security cops in the, in the Air Force just sitting around a facility like in, say, like the weapons storage area uh-huh. or something like that. Watching movies all night long, just because right. you know you got nothing else to do, and you know you're you're almost like the fire department. You know you're waiting to be called. Right. So we just sit around and watch movies. And I brought this into work one night, and and a lot of people hadn't seen it. You know, a lot of the guys hadn't seen it, and we just <gasps> sat around. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> now, what is this chick's this actress's name? I always forget her name. It's like I don't Karen... remember. I always get her and Karen Allen confused. Or Nancy, is it Nancy, Nancy Allen? Allen? Nancy Allen, I think and, that's her name. And, uh, yeah, she's got a very Lim- Linda Hamilton look to her, too. Oh, yeah. That, that 80s sort of short-haired look. I liked her. I like her. I don't know what the hell ever happened to her, but she was in this and Philadelphia Experiment. I liked her in Philadelphia Experiment. A couple other movies. I really like Peter Weller in this, but... What the hell? Besides Buckaroo Banzai, which you know I still have never watched all the way through. Really? Yeah, I need to watch. That. I haven't seen it since the '80s. I want to see if it still hits, holds up. It was great in the '80s. I have a feeling it might be kind of trite now because it still it, it has was, quite the movement behind it. Though. Well, it was yeah, it was supposed to be a series, and it was quite weird and and original at that time. And I think a lot of people have ripped it off. Now here's one of my favorite actors is uh, Miguel Ferrer. Love this fucking guy. He's he's always good. Is he the guy in the middle? The, yeah. the ultimate yuppie guy? Yeah, he's yeah. just got that weaselly yuppie face. I could be wrong, but I think this was like his big break. Because up to this point, the biggest thing he'd ever done was he was, he was the fucking, I don't know, either helmsman or navigator on the Excelsior. Uh-huh. When they tried to give chase to Kirk in Star Trek Three, and like Scotty had sabotaged the ship. Oh, he, that's He right. was in that one brief scene, but... This movie kind of put him. He in always plays spaces. a tool, I guess. Oh I yeah, guess he looks just much. like some kind of. There was a pilot, a failed pilot, uh, quite a number of years ago now for uh, for Justice League of America, you know, live action. That was really fucking retarded. I'm sure. And uh, Miguel Ferrer played the Weather Wizard, and then a few years later, when they did Superman the animated series. He voiced the wizard, weather wizard in that, so it's pretty cool. And he's done a lot of other voice acting and stuff, too. But I always liked him. I always thought he was cool. This was a time period where the, the evil yuppie was really just like the classic foil for movies, especially sci-fi movies. I saw this guy on... I think it was the Bionic Woman not long ago. 
So I was watching some rerun. Some t- some t- it was some bionic thing anyway. Either it was either the bionic woman or six million dollar man. And he was on there, but he was a little bit younger. You know, he was probably like twenty years younger. And I'm watching it, going, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And it finally dawned on me, it was the old man from RoboCop. Is the volume too low? I could have a little more volume. Ronnie Cox. I like him. He usually plays a scumbag, too. Did you ever see the Next Generation episode he was on? And he, he took over the Enterprise for a while. He was... Uh, Picard got sent on like some secret undercover mission or whatever. So they actually like temporarily relieved him of command. And this guy took over. And he was a total asshole. No, I never saw that. <laughs> it was actually pretty cool. Because him and Riker just don't fucking get along. Yeah, there's a lot of things that, like, the vision of the future has already been, like, these TVs behind them are just a bunch of RCA regular TVs. Oh, yeah. You know, they'd all be flat screens now, you know, if it was the real future. Basically, our real future surpassed the RoboCop future by... Oh, yeah. Except for robotics. One of those TVs there, if I'm not mistaken, was actually playing footage from the, the Challenger disaster, too. Oh, yeah, probably. Right. Oh, Ed 209. Love this guy. Classic. Now I, I like when he moves and all the little sound tributes to other sci-fi movies like War of the Worlds and stuff. Cause and it's good old-fashioned stop-motion oh, yeah. animation. You can tell it's got that Harryhausen effect, but God, I love that effect. I do too. Now this right here, I think this is a moment where Frank Miller was in the movie watching this, going, "Oh, I love this! Oh, this is great!" I, and like got himself in to ruin the second movie. <laughs> we do not speak of the second. <laughs> we will probably though. But yeah, I I walked out of that second one like, "Oh my God! How can the guy, Erwin Ir- Kirshner, who has directed arguably the greatest movie ever made?" Turn around and direct one of the absolutely shittiest movies ever made. Well, I had a shitty script by Frank Miller. I mean, it's been pretty much established that Frank Miller can't write for the light to save his life. <laughs> this is an awesome, awesome scene. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he hangs it at his boss instinctively. Well, didn't he? He looked like he snapped a clip into it, too. So, is it actually a live. It is a live weapon because uh-huh. later on he, it gets used, remember? Mm hmm. I think you better do what he says, Mr. I'd love to see it go off and hit somebody. <laughs> Alright, now here's coming up on the. You haven't seen this version, right? The no. Criterion? Coming up on one of the first Criterion editions, yeah, special moments here. I love it. Everybody's just shoving him out of the way. Why didn't he just run out of the room? Wow! Right here, he's laying on the table, just getting riddled with fucking. Right there, that's all Criterion. The Millennium Falcon sound. 
<laughs> Call a paramedic. <laughs> I think he's dead. Better call a cleaning woman. <laughs> it's more yeah, like no it. shit. <laughs> Don't touch him. <laughs> Dick, I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed. This is awesome. This guy is so slimy, he's sliming in on somebody's death. To sell his concept. I love it. I think that's part of what Hasso, I mean, you know, granted, like you say, it was an absolutely shit script and everything for Robocop 2, but I think that's also part of what hurt it is that fucking everybody dies in this movie. I mean, who's left? I know. It, you, know? <laughs> you got Robocop, you got his partner, and you got uh, the old man, and that's pretty much it. I mean, everybody else meets a fucking gruesome fate in this movie. <laughs> You know, this may actually be one of the last of the truly painted matte. Yeah. yeah, you know, with the stop motion painted mats and, and real blood, real fake blood instead of CG blood. Yeah. What were we watching last you know, night? Oh, we watched the Punisher, Punisher last War night, Zone, which is yeah. good and bloody, but but you know, you that CG blood doesn't yeah. doesn't cut it. You know, you nailed something for me that had been bugging me because I've watched. I think that was my third viewing of that movie now, and each time I watched it, there was something that was bothering me about a lot of the the gun sh- gunfight parts, and I think that might you actually hit upon it was I didn't realize that it was not an effect that it was CG. It was CG you're, blood. You're, you're right; it doesn't look as realistic. No, it's too globby and blobby. I mean, I still as as amazing as shit is with the CGI. I think we're still years and years away from. And, the, and this guy, this guy's red, red from that '70s show is the is oh the yeah lead bad guy. It's great. I'll put a boot up your ass. I love him. That guy right there behind him with the shotgun. That guy. Uh huh. You know who he is? No. That's uh, Alec Holland, Swamp Thing from, oh! from the Wes Craven. Is it Wes Craven? Yeah. Swamp Thing movie. Now this guy, I love all these guys. This guy driving eventually got a, a spot on uh, on ER for a while. And he was, um, oh shit. I can't believe I'm not going to remember his name. But he was uh, he was in From the Earth to the Moon. He was the okay. commander of, uh, I think it's Apollo 12? I think it was 12. I can't remember. But anyway, he was on there and played a really good role. But yeah, all, most all these guys have gone on to at least some modicum of, you know, the celebrity. The the crazy amoral villain like this guy was sort of 
defined in this, you know. The oh yeah. Parody of you know the, his character has been a staple ever since RoboCop. I, I love Kurtwood Smith. I mean, you know, this was the first thing I'd ever seen him, and might might even be his first real thing. That was another uh, Criterion moment right there with him shooting his kneecaps out. Yeah, Kurtwood Smith. He was in. Uh, he's done a lot of Star Trek. He was the Federation um, president. In Star Trek VI, remember the one that Kirk mm-hmm. jumps up and tackles at the podium? <laughs> yeah. That was him. He's done a lot of voice work, too. There's an episode of uh, Justice League where um, Green Lantern is put on trial for something, blowing up a planet or something. And the guy who's leading, like, the, the I don't know, the fucking prosecution or whatever is... Kurtwood Smith does the voice of him, but he's been all over the sci-fi world. This beginning reminds me a lot of the first Mad Max movie too. Oh yeah, with the car coming, you know, with the car coming up out of the police station and the music. Oh, that's something that we haven't even talked about yet. I'm not the biggest Basil Poldoris fan, but man, I love this. This was a soundtrack I bought on cassette and just listened to it till I about wore the fucking tape out, man. He's hit and miss with me. I mean, he's had some really good stuff, like uh, like Hunt for Red October is a great score. I mean, that that score actually helps really make that movie. Well, it's funny because like I think like Goldsmith and Williams are like stringy. They're stringy. Right. Heavy. This guy's brass heavy. This guy oh, loves yeah. the horns. But the the track I love off the album. Is one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when Robocop goes home and he's starting to oh, figure yeah. shit out and the music in that part is just really moving. I really like it. Well that was a scene in the movie. Well it's coming up, so I'll wait till then, but that was a <laughs> taking a piss. I love that. I love that is his piss stops. <laughs> Pardon me while I whip this out. <laughs> oh, this is an She's awesome gonna look. She's going to look. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Oh, she looked. Ooh. Ow. Don't Ow. they teach cops not to look at dicks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, for those following along... Peter Weller's sneaking up on the bad guys. Oh, we're gonna have our first, uh, our first of the guy on TV. I wish I could remember that actor's name because I like him a lot. Oh, is he not gonna say it yet? No, we'll get it later. We'll get that line that he says later. Ow! Ow! Oh, not the TV! Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Now, see, he says that line later as Robo, and that's how the guy realizes they figure out that. what's going on, yeah. yeah. That's, what I, that's what sets this movie apart, is it's full of little touches... Little, you know, that make... Verhoeven is a master. He's just a great director, but he makes these pop movies so that nobody really takes him seriously. Damn, what is that guy's name? It's driving me fucking crazy because I really like him. 
The only the only movie he made that I wasn't really a big fan of that I saw was The Hollow Man. Oh, was that the uh, it was Kevin it, Bacon movie? Kevin ba- about the big, it had some neat special effects. It had a great scene where he was invisible and fondled some girl's naked boob. Oh, cool! And you see, like it was some CG effect of you know hands on a boob. That was just it was it was really a neat touch, but ultimately a kind of lame movie. Now see that guy, the guy in the middle right there with the funky hair. He they brought him on to ER, and he was like this this complete asshole. But you you, you got the feeling that there was more depth to him, and mm-hmm. that they were going to eventually flush him out. And they just started to kind of flesh him out in this this one episode. I can't remember why, but for some reason he had to he had to be worked on. And Dr. Green's wife, that hot British chick. Right. Now, Dr. Green had died by that point. The actor wanted to do other shit, so he, he got killed off on the show. And there was a scene where, where this guy was kind of coming out of, like, an anesthesia, and he professed his love to her. And it started to, like, grow into something. It really seemed like it was going somewhere, and not just, like, a, a handful of episodes later... He walks out of the front door of the hospital and a fucking helicopter crashes on him. And that's how they took it. And it was like, yeah, exactly. It's like, what the fuck? What was the point of any of the build-up they did for that character if they were never going to do shit with him but kill him with a falling helicopter? And that's when I stopped watching the show. Yeah, I was fucking stupid. stupid. It was It was totally like, oh, this is... uh, Ah, damn. I don't can't remember if that was in the in the regular theatrical or not, but yes, coming it was. up there's a there's a part with the, right there that's Criterion. Yeah, and 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 it's really yeah, I mean they just humanized Peter Weller enough to make this scene right horrifying yeah. where they just mutilate him, but. And I like. And I like that he's reacting. I mean, this is a ridiculous scene, but he's reacting like a person in shock. You know, it's not like usually in these movies where the guy will either fight on or... Right, yeah. He's like walking away and they actually tell him to turn around and he turns around because he's in shock. He just had his hand blown off, you know. Fucking cruel, man. Now, the, the, when he just made that shot, was that a model? Because I've always thought he looked a little rubbery. The face he was making, like when he comes up and then he shoots him. I always thought that looked just a little bit rubbery, like like it might have been. I mean, it's a great if it is a model. It's great because you can't quite tell is it human or not, you know. Well, they might have made him up to be a little like paler than normal because uh, he's missing a lot of blood in this. Scene. Yeah, no shit. Now this part with the perspective of his own death, you know, you're you're actually getting like the POV of him being wheeled into the 
OR and everything. I don't usually like that kind of thing, but it works so well yeah. in this. You know, of him actually, you you get the POV of his death, and then the flashes of him as they bring him back. You know, as RoboCop, and it's really cool. Cool to take this scene right here and redub it with the with the clowns running on the with the bicycle on the gurney from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh right, that's right. Because every time they make that corner, it reminds me of that shot in uh -huh. Pee Wee's Big Adventure with the clowns and the gurney. Now, <clears throat> I like the music in this part a lot too. It's a little hard to hear it in the actual movie but you listen to it on the album and it's a slow decline almost like a heartbeat beating uh -huh. down oh and he gets the flashes of his family yeah this it's a heartbreaking scene really because he was just an ordinary guy you know and it's one of those things where you gotta watch the movie over and over to catch it but, you know, there's a line in there to where Miguel Ferrer... Uh, what the hell is his name? Miguel Ferrer's character uh -huh. is really responsible for him not just being Robocop, but he basically killed the fucking guy because there's a line in there about how they restructured the police force and moved people around right. till this happened, basically. So, you know, with a scene where we see him show up at the police station hall, he basically moved in from, like, a cake assignment to the fucking... To hell, to the, to the Yeah, to, to replace a guy who just got wiped out. Right. <laughs> Only to get wiped out that same day, his first day. Yeah, it was about at this point in the movie that I was watching that I knew there was a lot go lot more going on than your normal action movie. Oh, yeah. Verhoeven would use any... Like, the scene with the camera, there's a lot of... You know, it's a soft... Fo in the hospital, it's soft focus, light behind them, and... Handheld camera. Yeah, I know we start to get that. This part is brilliant. <laughs> Bring in the LED. How come girls don't wear these big fucking Google-eyed glasses anymore? I always thought that was hot. Well, Paris Hilton does. No, she's not hot. She's just Paris Hilton nasty and Nicole Richie wear the big old. That chick right there. They wear big old sunglasses though. That's the new thing. It was the eighties. Apparently, Verhoeven thought everybody would still be dressing the same way, and it should have been about now, really. When he yeah. shot this, he was aiming for about now. Well, at the same rate, though, I'm glad that that they didn't try to project the future too much as far as, like, styles, because... A well, lot of times that, that can smart look about more it, yeah. dated to me, you know? Yes. Because, I mean, if you lived during that time... You know, like, you watch something like, you know, when we watched Superman recently, you know, Superman the movie. I can watch that, and it doesn't feel horribly dated to me only because I lived through it, you know? Whereas if that was a movie, like, 
like Logan's Run or something where it predicts the future. And yeah. then you look back and it just seems more dated because it, we didn't, you know, I don't know, somehow. It, I don't know. Well, Logan's Run was a fast theory, but you know. It what looked I mean. like a futuristic. It looked like that was set in a futuristic mall, and now it looks as if it was set in a 70s mall. <laughs> oh, I love, I love this where everybody's yeah. drunk and they turn him on. And that hot girl gives him a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> that I like too how there was constantly you know when you're seeing from his perspective there's constantly little things going on in the screen and stuff go Robo <laughs> I you love that. You can on the screen. You see him on the screen for just a second. Just brilliant. That's just just a hint for any potential action filmmakers. You can go crazy, but you just put those little touches of realism in it, oh, and yeah. it makes all the difference. <laughs> Trump reminds me of Pete Ash. <laughs> I'm what you call a repeat offender. I repeat, I will offend again. My name's Pete. My brother's name is Repeat. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. And the corporate, the idea of corporate-owned cops is something that's actually happening now. You know. Mm -hmm. I like that he's huge too. <laughs> what is this shit? And they designed him so well to where, especially like right at the neck, you know, between the neck, you know, between the the head and shoulders, the way they built that with the with the black and everything, it almost does look like there couldn't actually be a, a person, person in, in there. there. Yeah. Because I, I think it's because they made the rest of him so fucking massive. But he's actually such a tiny guy. You know, Peter no. Weller's a puny little guy. Now, I also think Verhoeven got some of his design for Robocop from Judge Dredd, too. There's definitely some Judge Dredd look to him. I always thought he had a lot of gort going on. There's some gort, too. I love how he has this sort of baby food. Tastes like baby food. Yep, tastes like baby How's he shit? They they probably just hook him up to another um, like the same kind of ice cream dispenser in the He's got to shit some sometime. <laughs> Maybe his suit like condenses it into bullets or something. <laughs> oh my god! I would not want to get hit with a shit bullet. Shit missile. Um, Mr. Robocop, sir, when you shoot me, can I have my choice of lead or shit bullet, please? Ah!
was on the public on the poster, wasn't it? I yes, think, I think there was so. at least one poster that had that on it. Classified Directive Four. This was also, you know, there was that, that trend for a while, like in the, in the 70s, where there were movies like, uh, like Slapshot and Used Cars and stuff that had a lot of language in them. And then they kind of got away from that for a while. Yeah. And this was the first one that I think really brought it back, you know, where it was, uh, not that this was like a family movie, but this was a movie that, you know really appealed across a, a, a broad range, but it didn't pull any punches with the language. Verhoeven's uh, kind of director doesn't really pull many punches. That's why I like him. I love it. He, he sort of does a little repeat of what happened to him in some way, except for oh, yeah. severing the head up from the torso. And that's another nice touch. He does a little flip with the gun, and, and his partner sees it and goes, yeah. aha. Wow, I wonder if that's him. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Now, did you ever see Beyond the second movie? Did you watch anything Beyond no, the second one? No, I haven't watched any of the other. I just heard they were so terrible. I heard three was a little better than two. Well, you know what? I think I did see three, part of three, like the end of three. And it was just a little too comedic and, and like... did he get wings or like a backpack or something? He got some, some sort of thing, thing yeah. like that. I never saw... It, it just had that like... sort of robo... It had that sort of RoboCop team feel, you know? He had like the Wiz guy who worked on... You know, it was just... It kind of had the feel of a TV show by that point. And didn't... It, there was wasn't a TV, there a yeah, TV there was, show? Yeah, yeah cause I love... And... Here we go. I'll, I'll buy, buy that, that for, for a dollar. dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, check this out. The forerunner to Owl My Balls. Rom. See Rom? Rom's going to make a comeback in the future, people. There's Rom comic books on the stand. I love this. He just snags a fucking comic. I know it's not the same guy, but he reminds me a lot of the guy from those, like, uh... Uh, My Name is Nobody movies. You know, the big fucking guy? Yeah. He reminds me a bit of Bluto from Robert, yeah. Al- Robert Altman's Popeye. <laughs> He's large. I love this, too. He just kicks the cans off the safe. That's great. Like, like these guys are going to put... Like, these guys are going to put pile cans in front of their safe every night. Of Miller Lite. <laughs> I think he might actually be somebody like a wrestler or some shit in real life. I'm not sure. I have forgotten so many little facts I used to know about this movie. So when it, I was crazy obsessed with this movie when it came out. I can remember when I was working in video and we had the, the Criterion Laserdisc of this. <laughs> Somewhere on it, there was a quote by somebody famous, and I can't remember who the hell it was, calling this the greatest science fiction movie since the day the Earth stood still and shit like that. I can't remember now who the fuck it was that said it, but... 
I don't know if I'd go that far, but I don't it know is if I'd a go great that far. movie. I want to find out one of these days what, why it is that uh, I guess Adam Murdo on CGS hates this movie, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. I wonder if it's something where he just saw it like relatively recently or something. Even so, it just it's still just—I mean, maybe it wouldn't hold up as good recently because it's been copied so many times. Yeah, but. He's getting ready to shoot through her crotch to shoot the guy's balls off. It says on his eyepiece to protect the innocent. <laughs> it's a good thing she wasn't like a tranny or something. <laughs> yeah, I know. That right there has always looked to me like that same stretch that they have to chase through in, in Terminator, the first Terminator, when he slams into the wall. Uh huh. I wonder where this exact, you know, where this was filmed exactly. Now this scene right here is total comic book. This whole sequence is. This is yeah. totally how a comic book would do. We got Robocop, and then we have three or four examples of how he kicks ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's... Right in a row. Yeah, well, it's like Superman the movie that, you know, his yeah. first night out, there's so many little, you know, he saves the president and gets a cat out of a tree and stops the burglar and all that, yeah. I love it. This guy is so... And, so much is done with so little. That character of the, the, the SWAT cop, you know, is who's given the interview, you can tell he loves the attention. You know, all in about 20 seconds of acting, you know. And then RoboCop just takes all his glory away. He reminds me a lot of that, that Gleason guy that just died not long ago that was in... Uh Breakfast Club and Die Hard and all that. Oh, I can't yeah. think of what the hell his first name was now. I'm a desperate man. And second, I want the fresh coffee. And third, I want a recount. And no matter how it turns out, I want my old job back. Okay. This guy looks like Andy Richter, Conan O'Brien's sidekick on his Oh, show. yeah. He does. You know what? You and I must have gone to see this or, or watched this on video or something at once because you were the one that pointed out the 6000 SUX thing to me and I didn't catch it the first time around because I can't spell, I guess. <laughs> I 
I love it. The, the thermograph is really a shot of guys with jumpsuits on with day glow paint on them, you know, because they really... <laughs> Watch him bounce. <laughs> oh, this is that that part where they, she says the line about what their parents only read about in comic book or, or something like that. Love that outfit. Lee Iacocca Elementary School. Stay out of trouble. Shit's not too far off either with I love it in a fake commercial. And the scary thing is, is you know, a few years after this, there's a video game called Duke Nukem. Oh yeah. I like that there's a really good story and plot to this. Yeah. You know, it could have just been, you know, really stupid and cheesy with and still been good. Yeah. But it has pathos and. Social co- social commentary. It's oh, not yeah. the most subtle social commentary, but there it is, you know. I wonder what he's up to these days. I saw him on a show. He was on a show regularly for a while. Now I can't remember what the hell it was, but I think it's a show that's off the air now. He's a good. I he. I think he's a good actor. I've always enjoyed him in, in most everything he's in, whether he's a scumbag or not. He's usually a scumbag when whatever he's in. I love this. The, the establishing shot is like from under the toilet <laughs> and somebody's sitting out with their legs down around. And it actually, you know, goes into a reveal. There's actually a reason why the... It's awesome. Ooh, he didn't wipe. That's gross. Yeah, he wanted to time his appearance perfectly. I love that. They're all like, oh, let's get the fuck out. Yeah, he knows now. Something's up. I love it. He can be he can be damn creepy when he wants mm-hmm. to be. And you just stepped over it, buddy boy. <laughs> buddy you've boy. insulted me. And you've insulted this company with that bastard creation of yours. I had a guaranteed military sale with Ed 209. Renovation program. Spare parts for 25 years. Who cares if it worked or not? Okay, Mr. Sister. What do you <laughs> want to do with your life? <laughs> 
I want a Robocop! <laughs> See, I think Ferrer's reactions and, and facial expressions are very realistic in this. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's like sick to his stomach because he just fucked up, but at the same time, he's pissed. Yeah, he's trying to and, be defiant and everything and not lose total face. That look right there is perfect. Yeah. It's got that weird super macho, almost gay aspect to it too. With it, you know, where the over macho guys get right in each other's face and grab each other's hair, and they're like lock eyes and like have their lips two inches apart, and like I ought to kick your ass. Instead, I'm going to kiss you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is it about geek girls like that that just? Because you're a geek she gets guy, my man. Motor running, man. She's fucking cute. Break it's, my goddamn furniture, man. What the fuck? Nah, you, it's falling apart, man. Don't worry about it. I, I just, with my superhuman strength, just ripped <laughs> the arm off Scott's couch. <laughs> Getting so hot over the geek girls in there. Super, superhuman stench. <laughs> Where the hell are you going? Leave me to do the commentary all by myself. Now I gotta I got just. A, I, got, I gotta chew my Wrigley's spearmint. Oh, okay. Well, you can have a you can have a cigarette. Actually, you can't have one in the house. So I, I can't have, have a, I can't have a cigarette. I don't have any cigarettes. Anymore. No smoking household. Oh look! Look at the star. Did you see the, the styrofoam container? That just dated this shit big yeah. time. That guy that's with her right there always reminds me of uh, of one of the guys from Barnes and Barnes. <laughs> he just looks like I don't know which one of them it is, but doesn't he? That guy right there. You only ever just get glimpses of him, but I just think he does. <laughs> He's so they're scamming on him. Girl cop. I need a better copy of this. It's actually a little grainy looking, isn't it? Yeah. It actually kind of adds something to it, though. Because when I used to watch it in the when I was in the service, we'd watch it in those facilities. It was always it's like that shit. That redneck snake Pluskin. Oh yeah. <laughs> it does look like him too. I am fully functional. So I wonder if they give him the little the little data attachment. You know what I mean? He's got a little vibrate feature. <laughs> now, when she gets all messed up at the end. How how much did you anticipate there was going to be a RoboCop girl in either the end of this uh, one or in the, in, the, in the next movie? 
That's right. There was a lot of speculation about that. I remember that that she was going to get made into a you know something like him. To the filmmaker's credit, said never happened. Yep. I love it, and then all the little touches of. Well, they didn't show the shot of his car scraping bottom. But yeah. That guy playing the the chief there, whatever the hell he's supposed to be. I've seen him in something else, and I'm racking my brains to remember what it was. He looks like a character right out of a Frank Miller comic. <laughs> now, really, it's funny that Frank Miller directed the second one because this is a very like, very no, much he like just, he just worked. He on wrote the, it. The screenplay that's right. And shit. It was it was Erwin uh, Kirshner that directed it, which is why I think that just adds to the fucking tragedy Disappointment of, of it. Yeah. Well, I heard the studios did a lot of hackery on it, but yeah. still. Damn, she's cute. But what I like about this is the cops aren't stereotypical like Clint Eastwood cops. The bad no. guys aren't. The, the bad guys are all kind of balding guys, and a couple of them have glasses <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, you see, why do they blame her? Because he flipped out before. Right, yeah. She was. He was on his way down the hall when she stopped him, and she, it looked like she tried to. It looked like she tried to help, and then it didn't work. But they're blaming it on her. But I guess that's what yuppies do. They pass the buck. My inability to remember this guy's fucking name is is actually hurting my enjoyment of this movie. Because uh, I've been spending the whole movie trying to think of what the fuck this actor's name is. It's driving me nuts. Because I really like him, and I want people to seek him out in other uh, other projects. And I can't remember what the fuck his name is. Give me all your money, bookworm, or I blow your brains out. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's just got the money. Sit- he didn't even open the cash yeah, register. Yeah, he just right. starts flopping money out the door. Now, why didn't he fill it up before he yeah, grabbed the place? Now, how does Robocop know there's a crime? I guess he just happened to see it? Well, I guess, his, yeah, he could probably see. Or the guy pushed a button inside. Now, this is, that's something that happens down here in Georgia all the time. People, You see people filling up their car with, with gas cigarettes and lighting up a fucking cigarette. You see like, that in New York, too. What the hell is wrong with you? Our local Walmart, there was a, a girl that, that Missy was ready, my wife was ready to go fucking slap. She worked there. She was, like, very pregnant, like, enormously pregnant. And she would go out and, and go on her smoke, smoke break right in front of, like, the fucking pumps and stuff. Oh, it's like, Jesus Christ. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. She was, she was probably drinking, too. <laughs> probably. It's one of my favorite scenes. Have one of them rubber babies. We killed you! Love the music in this part. It's nice red gas that they got in the in the future. Kerosene or something. Guys, like, oh, I'm out of here. 
Now, why doesn't it just burn the fuck out of his skin on his face? I don't know. And that's you another thing so. is if you throw if you throw a lit cigarette into gas, it goes out. Because it's not the gas liquid. That's I love that. <laughs> I love any scene where a guy flies off a motorcycle and <laughs> just bouncing down the road. I like the sounds of like the servos in his arm and stuff yeah. whenever he moves. That's pretty cool. Who are you? Who are you? Do you want me to check it? No. <laughs> I'm taking it on faith that it's still recording. They were still recording. You hear me? Oh, 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 we're in intermission. Intermission. Pause right. your D- CD player and start it back up. All right. When uh, we're watching the next part, yep. since it's cut into two parts for us. All right, it's time it's to. Now uh, it's cut in two parts for you. Go take a piss, go take a shit, go have a bait, whatever. Whatever you want, go bait. All right, I'm going to check this, see how we're doing here. Oh, we're doing good. We're at one hour. Okay, so so we got it's gonna ju- we're gonna just make it. <laughs> Whoops, it's not in there. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, it's magic! It's magic! It's been drawing it from our memory. <laughs> All right, we're getting yeah. I ran. I ran. A, I ran out of cigarettes. Like that one day, I went out and I. Smoked that last one when I went out to talk oh, to my okay. brother-in-law on the phone. <laughs> I walked in and sprayed Febreze on my shirt. <laughs> all right, we are p- going to pick up. All right, the scene has just changed to where RoboCop is walking through the the me- what the hell is this? Like the computer like center, the or whatever. Banks. Yeah, memory banks in the police station. He's going to go research the people that killed him, basically. So this is where we're picking up in part two. Intermission over, and we continue. And the guy just walked up and asked him if he could help him. He says, no. This is where we're at. I love it. The spike comes out right where his middle <laughs> finger would, too. <laughs> Jackson, just like R two D two. Yeah. Uh. Nice. Input data. See, now he'd just have like a USB cable that came out of his ass. Exactly. Or no, he'd be Bluetooth man. <laughs> Fuck all that <laughs> shit. Leon Nash. I used to know all these names, too. Clarence Boddicker. <laughs> what a great picture. He's not a very nice guy. No, they even throw rape in there.
wonder uh, how hard it was for him to see. I bet he didn't have any like peripheral vision for shit or anything in that visor thing. Uh, there was some. I never watched any of the TV show. I think partially because I never watched the third movie. And somebody somewhere along the line had told me that the TV show was sort of spun out of the third movie. Yeah, it was. And the I, TV show wasn't horrible, but didn't it he really have, like, wasn't? He had like Dick Tracy style villains in the TV show. Well, yeah, it was. And, and This is kind of cool because something this, like that actually exists now. Mm -hmm. You know, with the automated home tour type of thing. But yeah, I like this part a lot. Yeah, this part, this part's truly like heartbreaking. And it's what sets this movie apart from. From a lot of the others. Yeah, from just being a violent shoot 'em up kind of movie. Yeah, it actually has heart to it. And you, you feel for the guy. Yeah, he's been manipulated. He was manipulated into his position, killed, and then manipulated into this position. And there's only one moment of Robocop 2 that I thought worked, and that was the opener where his wife came to file a complaint because he was stalking her. That part I felt was like it could have been a scene in this movie. I thought, yeah. thought it worked, and then that movie just went straight down the toilet. Did his wife know she was he was Murphy in that? I think she did. Yeah, because I, I think he. I can't remember now. I mean, I've only ever seen that. I think twice. I think I, I you know I watched it at the theater when we when Dad and I went to see it, and then I think I watched it again many years later thinking maybe I just was too hard on it or something and I watched it again and it was like nope, nope. it sucks but that part actually was pretty pretty interesting because I, I think what it was is she did know that he was Murphy and couldn't handle it right you know because she had moved on she'd remarried and because yeah. actually there's quite a stretch of, of time here in this movie I mean it all makes it look like it's within like a week or something but it's actually like Quite a stretch of time goes by, you know, with, when he's, you know, gets killed and comes back and all that. Because I think his wife or his partner even says something about she started over or something like that. Oh, there's some tits coming up. Wouldn't be a Verhoeven movie without some nudity. Yeah, he seriously he. <laughs> Man, you have the eagle eye for boobs. Oh, I've, I've seen this. I've literally seen this movie hundreds of times. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but back in the day, I just would watch. Oh, that guy looks like Thomas Dolby. Or is that a girl? I just would watch this movie over and over and over again. I remember there was. I love that. <laughs> Not just keeps. Keeps. I just grabbed his gun and goes, yeah. There were some Robocop comics, too, and some of them weren't half bad. You know, there was, uh... I've got, I've, somewhere I've got the Frank Miller Robocop comics, and I, I started reading them, and they were actually pretty good. 
It was sort of what he wanted to do. Oh, with the movie, movie. movie. wasn't allowed or whatever. Too much interference. I think what I'm, I might be thinking of is there was a... Remember that anthology title, the, what was it, Dark Horse Presents or whatever? Uh-huh. I think there was a RoboCop strip that ran in that that was pretty good. But beyond that, I think the, actu- the only actual RoboCop comic that I read was uh, that RoboCop versus the Terminator. With all the talent on that book, it should have been fucking awesome because it was like Frank Miller, Walt Simonson... Somebody else, and it was actually pretty sorry. I mean, as I recall, anyway, maybe I need to read it again. I only ever read it once, but I remember it just not being very good. But I know you and I talked a while about a while ago about doing a, a whole episode about what did we call it? Franchises we still thought had life yeah. in them or whatever. And this is definitely one. I, I think that there's yeah. Still I'm afraid they give it a reboot. They just reboot it, yeah. you know. And, wasn't there supposed up. to be a new... Because we, remember we know. saw that a while ago. We talked about that in one of the episodes. that we had, One of us had seen a poster. And it turned out that it's not a continuation. It's They're supposed to be remaking this movie or something. Uh, why? Well, I, yeah, that's what, that was my thing at the time. was like, Jesus, this movie isn't even that old. And then I think you, I think it was you that said something. Like, well, it is pushing 20 years or whatever. But still, yeah. I actually feel really bad for this guy. Well, at least he's all coked up when he got kneecapped. Nick Jones here. I guess you're on your knees about now. Begging for your life. Pathetic. Pathetic. <laughs> you don't feel so cocky now, do you? But who's paying you? I'll double it right now. You know what the tragedy is here, Bob? We could have been friends. But you wouldn't go through proper channels. You went over. Closes the door. I never. I why that. the hell does he close the door? There won't be a door in a minute. And why do every? What I like is when someone puts a bomb in the room like that, they crawl over it to try to grab. Would you try to crawl out of the room or behind something? I mean, he knows he can't move fast, yeah. so maybe it was a thing where he thought he could like throw it through the window or something, but yeah, I mean, what would you, you know, you're, at that point, it's just pure fucking desperation. We definitely got some 80s clothes going on in this yeah. part. This guy's like the 80s version of Harry Mudd. <laughs> I do like this this part, though. Word around is that you've done a lot of heavy connections downtown. 
I remember watching, going to see this or watching this on video. That guy, that guy looks different now, doesn't he? Did he shave off or something? All of a sudden, his face looks all different. Didn't he have a mustache a minute ago? I swore he did. He might have, like, in his mugshot or something. Oh, okay. I used to like this part, knowing this part was coming up where, where RoboCop was going to come in and just, like, mow everybody down. Yeah. I, this was one of those anticipation scenes. Look at the coke just flying through the air. That's for goddamn ridiculous. That's like eighty hundred thousand billion dollars worth of coke just getting <laughs> flopped around in there like baby powder. It's like the end That's of probably Scarface. what it is. Yeah, it probably is baby powder. That's cool. Although I have to say, the last scene with the guy all coked out with the girls was very, you know, it, it was very realistic as far as. What an asshole coke makes people. Shoot him in the mouth. Not one of you, these hits you him gotta, in the mouth. Yeah, you gotta wonder why, you know, they don't just shoot him in the chin or... In the one piece of flesh that's exposed in his grievous spot. <laughs> That's the same thing with Batman. Though. I mean, Batman really only has just the mouth open, and yeah. nobody ever shoots him in the teeth. They shoot him in the in the chest, the chest, or chest. whatever. Yeah. I wonder why, to this day, you know, police and military still train people to shoot center mass anyway. Well, that's because that's. I think that's the point where. A bullet hits you, it will knock you backwards. It gives it the most to, to hit and, and, and knock backwards. We just, you know, we had a, you know, being Air Force police, you know, we had a, a running gag of, you know, the police, or, you know, the uh, Air Force motto was aim high. Our, our thing was aim high, shoot him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Which I gotta admit, I mean, you know, I never saw any combat or anything, but if I did, if I was ever in a combat situation or any situation where I had to use a weapon, you know, with a serious intent of, like, fucking kill somebody, I would totally go for the head. Why fuck around, you know? Well, it's, a lot of times it is, it's a lot harder to hit a head than a torso, for sure. Well, yeah, this is true. We were, we were playing... Battlefront earlier, yeah, you're right. I didn't get that many. That's why you heads. get extra points for headshots. Yeah, that's true. What is this shit? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's why it's so funny to see him in like family roles and stuff now. Well, where he's like, you can tell in that '70s show he wants to be saying like, "God damn it, you fuck!" <laughs> but they can't, you know. Listen to me, you say, cocksucker. Yeah, you can always say, "I gotta put your, my foot up your ass," you know. <laughs> yeah, I want to see him say that to Ashton Kutcher. That '70s show is very good at like 
doing like portraying the swearing and the drug use without portraying it. You know, right. they got around it really well. We need to do a do a fan edit of Star Trek Six when when Kirk tackles him at the fucking podium. He goes, "You cocksucker!" <laughs> <laughs> He's all fucked up. looks like Thomas Savini. <laughs> That's great. I love the way he turns around and I mean, he, he pulls that off so well without it making it look like he's dancing the robot or something. You know? Yeah. He really does it well. I was always curious to see 3 or the, the TV series just to see how the follow-up people did it, you know? Is it the same actor in... No, it's not Peter Weller in the TV. No, no, I know oh. it. No, I mean, in the third movie and then in no, the TV series. No, it's not Peter Weller in the... In the third or the the TV series, no, I, I, I know somebody that, who looks no, a lot like him. No, I know it's, it was a different actor by the third movie, but I'm saying is that is the guy that replaced him in the third movie? Did he stay on for the TV series? Yes, I think oh, it's okay. the same same guy, and he was very good. He looked the part well, you know. He he looked pretty much like Peter Weller. There isn't a lot of acting in the RoboCop except for the physical. Well, yeah, yeah, and you, Peter Weller pretty much gives be... you the vocabulary to do it. Yeah, but y'all, yeah. all you have to do after this is copy Peter Weller. Right, but I mean, you know, there's not that there's like great verbose acting going on, but you know, you definitely got to have the the C three PO thing going on. Yeah, you know, with, with making the robot convincing, or you know, the cyborg convincing. I like this scene too. I like the music in this, the build up. Very dramatic. A little bit over the top, but really cool. It's just a great scene because he's he's looking so smug. You know he's got an ace up his sleeve. Yeah, and he's anticipated this might happen. Somebody I saw this with totally got it. You know, they knew that it was the directive fourth. I can't remember. It might have been you. I can't remember. Somebody I saw it with their first time, they knew uh, that this is what directive four is all about. Sort of a little take on Asimov's, it's like an evil version of Asimov's law right. of robotics. Now the only thing here is though is that you know this guy says that you know if he attempts to arrest a senior officer that it, it, it's going to result in shutdown but it doesn't he does overcome it you know he he doesn't just shut down or whatever so Well at this point he's probably what like 90% RoboCop 10% you know Murphy person yeah 
Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, he might be uh, actually able they to. Did, they definitely didn't anticipate anticipate that he would, you know, be getting his personality back. So is he actually overcoming his his? Uh, he's more than the res- the the total of his programming or whatever. Yeah, and I bet you if he was, if it wasn't, he wouldn't be fighting it if he was just, you know. If he wasn't part Murphy right now, he would just be sort of standing there in stasis, you know. I got a question for you that just occurred to me. What would you think of RoboCop, the special edition? In in what way? Like, not not horribly George Lucasy special edition. Oh, but just but go in and just. Clean it up a little bit. Like I was noticing the part where Ed Two Hundred Nine just walked out right there. You could so totally tell that it was one of those mix of the Ray Harryhausen thing yeah. with with Ronnie. Ronnie Cox looked very washed out. Looking. Yeah. So and that too. Ended, that too. The RoboCop yeah. was actually a clay, uh, you know, a stop motion animated. So go in and maybe touch some of that stuff up. Not you know, not go in and do. CGI shit too much or anything like that, but just kind of touch it up. I'll put it this way: within the next decade, the home consumer will be able to do that. We'll be able to. Do oh that. yeah. You know, we'll be able to take a take it frame by frame and probably have a computer algorithm that'll change everything into a 3D wireframe model and um, you know clean stuff up. And in 20 years, you could probably have a DVD that'll just do it. <laughs> you know, you'll hit clean mode and it'll wipe out the little blue matte lines and stuff. I love that you can see his eye through his... Yeah. But I always had to wonder, too, if the thing broke his visor, like uh, yours, I'm assuming it was a bullet, then why didn't it just poke his eye keep out? going right through? That's one of those movie things, though, like, you know, the bad guys are getting away, so the cops shoot them, but they, you know, the bullet shoots the window out, but apparently the bullet doesn't ever go through the glass, yeah. it just takes the glass out. I, I love that it sounds like a squealing pig. <laughs> I used to hate this part. I mean, hate it, hate it in the sense that it just, I, I felt so bad for him, you know what I mean? Not hate it because it was like a terrible scene, but hate it because it was just really sad. Well, it's yeah, it's a recreation of his death. It reminds me of the ending of Schlock too. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is. It's, it's totally like the the big monster, you know, the, the Frankenstein, the yeah. Godzilla moment, you know, kill the monster. You know, the, the townsfolk show up with the torches and pitchforks.
Yeah, truly, he's a he's an innocent character who's never done anything yeah. to deserve. All he's all he's done in this whole movie is try to uphold the law. Oh, I like that shot of him coming out like that. Lewis. Can I have a ride? It looks a very much like Dr Judge Dredd in that shot. Right. <laughs> it's back. Big is back because bigger is better. Six thousand SUS and American tradition. <laughs> Eight point two miles per gallon. <laughs> funny because I think that joke was supposed to be Nixon. <laughs> that was supposed to be oh. Nixon. They were there uh, resuscitating because that's where I think Nixon was oh. retired at that point. It looks like that guy from SCTV. I can't think of his name. <laughs> I love it. That's the interview they had with the <laughs> inevitable goofball. Who doesn't say anything. He's a cyborg, you idiot. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Sounds like a Clouseau line. He's a cyborg, you idiot. <laughs> That's my <laughs> shittiest Clouseau imitation ever. It was awesome. Built the fucking thing. That's a Terminator line. Yeah. I didn't build the fucking thing. Work. 
lay off that fucking cheese. I'm not going to shit for a week now. Nice. Awesome, huh? You heard it here first, folks. Blow something up! Oh, that's right. He gives them the uh, military hardware. I always wanted one of those guns they get in this. Although, look at that's a pretty good um, sort of uh, early version of an iPod. An iPod gives him an iPod. It gives, gives him a Zoom to go find him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She went to get. What'd she, what'd she go to get? Like tools or something. She's all fucked up now. Yeah, so she takes him to the place where he was the most horribly traumatized <laughs> in his life to hang out. Oh, this is where you died, by the way. Remember? Slowly, painfully. I used to know where this was, too, and now I forget. I want to say Pittsburgh or somewhere. That would make sense. An old steel mill or something. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking gun's huge. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I like this part. It's a Darth Vader moment. It should be an old pasty white dude. Yeah. Look how long that screw was going into his head. Well, it's definitely going into a place where most of his face was blown off, that's for sure. So it makes me wonder, really, if the face isn't really his anyway. You it know, might like, just be some plastic that they. Yeah. Want. Like why a, though? But why yeah, would no. why would they leave? The, why would they make his whole head? You know. I mean, like, if somebody the, did take advantage of that of that chin and shoot him in the face, would it really take him out? You know. I mean, just how much or no, little of this human anymore? You know. That's what I'm thinking, that there's really nothing left of him. That's creepy. See see what I mean, though? How it doesn't look like the well, back like of his head? It looks like a mask has been pulled over a Terminator head, basically. Yeah. What it looks like. Yeah. But the, the way they've constructed the back doesn't look like there's enough of it back there to support... No, it, Peter it's, Weller. It's, it's actually, know? it's actually like his skin is is stretched over it. Right. His very, I mean, his neck piece is very Darth Vader like. Let's see. The music in this part is totally mirroring the music that we heard earlier when he was home and mm -hmm. walking through his his old home. It's it's you know reusing some of the same notes. I'll and buy stuff. that for a dollar. <laughs> I like how all these hassles are raising all this ruckus, and he can't hear his show, so he just fucking smashes the window out, and turns the TV up. 
<laughs> We've had our shots. I have to remember that next time some girl randomly asks me to have sex. There's a 6,000 SUX. See, now he's now he's all scruff and shit. Again. You're right. Look at look at the hood on that fucking car, man. <laughs> Well, you know, like you were saying, time does pass in this. I guess. I think I think I caught a continuity error though, because I would swear when they walked into that scene that he he looked like he does right now. And then all of a sudden, in that one scene, he was clean shaven. So, with all the swearing in it, why does a guy go butthole? <laughs> I know. I, just, I was thinking that too. It's your own butthole. Yeah, they've been watching Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead makes a return by this point in time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's like Halloween in Black River. That looks like me sleeping at the hotel at Dragon Con. (laughs) (laughs) We never did it, but we talked about we were going to go get a a piece of cardboard and write something on it and and put it on you while you were sleeping and take a picture. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate that. His fucking targeting thing is off, and she's dead asleep, so how rude is it for him to just start fucking target practice, you know? He could have shot her right in the head. decides it's time for you to get up. <laughs> yeah, but they don't do it with a fucking automatic pistol. They would if they could. Oh, yeah, this is true. <laughs> they just shot a bunch of baby food, man. There's like kids starving in downtown Watertown. Well, if he's hungry, that? man, that's his food, too, oh, you know? Yeah. What the hell? I mean, there's eight million bricks and stuff laying around and pieces of wood in here that he could shoot. 
Alright, if we've learned anything from Revenge of the Sith is that they've got the high ground, so why the fuck don't they just shoot down at these yeah. people? Don't do it, Anakin! I have the high ground! That was my shit Obi-Wan impression. Awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. It was awesome. That was like Austrian Obi-Wan. Now why doesn't he put his football helmet back on? I would, man, if I was going into battle. Maybe he wants them to see who he is. I bet. So it's like I psychological warfare type of yeah. thing. Well, even so, in a filmmaking sense, the audience should see who he is. You know, he's now the synthesis. He's his character is developed now. I love that. It could be a rat, you know. <laughs> it could be some kids. We're used to playing a mill. Ow! Ow! Quit it! There's some lousy fucking shots, man. <laughs> they just dump that guy. They just leave him twitching on the ground. Take his gun, at the very least, take his ammo. Now, hout! Alright, at least there it looked like he hit him. Those shots of the cars are just very Mad Max-like. Well, this whole sequence, one of the reasons I really like this is, I mean, they obviously spent some money on this movie, what with the costume and makeup and effects and stuff, yet this whole sequence looks very low budget to me, and that's one of the things I think works for yeah. it so well. Is that it actually looks like they just took some fucking cars and this van out to some They did, mill. to some abandoned factory. Yeah. I love it. But I mean, that right there had to cost some serious... So I mean, it, it it's almost like a high budget movie disguised as a low budget movie. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what this guy reminds me of? Ron Howard. <laughs> Modern day Ron Howard. One of the greatest scenes ever in any of these movies oh, yeah. is coming up. When when I first saw this scene coming up in the movie theater, that I mean, people jumped up oh, out of their yeah. chairs and were like, Here comes the right Yeah, there, that's yeah. awesome. It's right out of, like, Toxic Avenger. Here it comes. Oh. Yes. I love how the head just it's slides. Not all, it's not all red, either. There's a lot of green in there, uh -huh. which is cool. Ah! Splash. And he gets out just shooting, too. Ow. Ow. Quit 
Now, I, you know, he always moves like that, but I wonder, I mean, being a cyborg and all, I always kind of wonder if he's got kind of the Terminator thing going to where if he had to, like, run after a car or something, if he could, like, get up a good top speed, like, 50, 60 miles an hour. He might have to be like the Terminator where it's just like bump, 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 bump. Bum, yeah. bum, 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 Get that inertia yeah. working. So, I mean, we see, you know, when he threw that piece of metal, we can see that he can make quick movements. Yeah. But it's just they always have him almost like zombie style with, you know, this slow robotic. But that would be a cool... See, if that's that's something I'd want to see if they do more Robocop. You know, I want to see him, like, chase down a motorcycle or a car or something. I want to see more of the super... I just hope if they do it, he's not some fucking CG creation. Yeah. Ow! But they're almost guaranteed to do another RoboCop just because of the success of Iron Man. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. They'll do it like Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love Oops. it. Aww. Ooh, that's got a smart... Did you hear that little... Yeah, I was just going to say, music always gets a little warbly right here. I I always wondered if it was intentional or something. Because that's actually in the the theatrical thing. Ow! So there must be something human left in there if he's... Ow! Fucking nasty, man. The classic Monty Python blood spurt. Yeah. Now how come he doesn't have robot voice anymore? That's great, because that's a real one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He even smiled a little bit. Return of the Jedi moment. Is shot up now, does no. it? No.
Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. That's not the same cut, is it? No. Now why in the hell is that loaded gun still kept? Just hanging out there. Yeah. Because it's a plot device. Yep. <laughs> Splat! That's okay. It wasn't too ugly. He was made of clay anyway. <laughs> was he made of clay or it was it like one of it. those pullback? It looked like he was a little bit clay animated. There was something. Awesome. Robocop! Awesome. That's still a great movie. I don't care what anybody says. I still I like it. I like it! Like that guy says in that one part. Alright, let's see what the hell that actor's name is, because that shit's driving me crazy! Alright, you're free Did to you piss now. just one-cheek sneak one? No, it's getting ready to, but it just didn't materialize. <laughs> <laughs> Love the music. Really like that RoboCop theme. I can't remember if he came back for, for more Rob Botton. That's funny. Peter Weller. Alright, that was RoboCop. Nancy, Nancy, her name is Nancy Allen. I couldn't remember if that was really her name or not. I don't know who that is. Hello, Jorge. It's a good Irish name, Ronnie Cox. Kurtwood Smith. The hell's the guy's name? Cal Ferrer. I don't know who that other guy is. Otherwise, Felton Perry. Could be any one of those guys. Paul McCrane. That's him. That's it. I knew it was Paul something. I couldn't remember what his last name was. Paul McCrane. That's the guy. That's the guy. Edward Edwards. What would you think of the Criterion version? It's not a whole lot not different. Not a whole lot really. different, just slightly gorier, that's yep. all. Yep, that's pretty much it. Very yeah. slightly gorier. Just a few scenes that are like a little. that aren't as, you know. Yeah, it's. You really have to be like super familiar with the original, you know what I mean? Have have mm -hmm. watched it like hundreds of times to catch much of the new stuff. I think what it is is it's the stuff they had to cut to keep away from that X rating back in the day, right? Whereas this movie's actually kind of tame. This like, would be an R now yeah. easily, yeah, easily. Well, compared to something like that Punisher movie we watched yesterday, this is actually kind of tame in comparison. The Punisher movie, though, had no nudity in it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, that's all true. These, all these new violent movies, as soon as they put a little nudity in it, boom, automatically, then you're worried about the NC-17. Right. 
<laughs> it's funny though. It's funny to watch movies because I imagine this is the same kind of thing that people that grew up watching, or you know, that, that were old enough to remember like the original Night of the Living Dead and how yeah. shocking that was. And now today, it's fucking blasé, you know. Where yep. you know, same thing with this. I can remember what a big fucking deal the oh, violence yeah. in this movie was, and now well, it's like the eh. mixture of, vi- of extreme violence and humor. And good science fiction and drama, you know, all of it mixed together was a new thing back in those days, you know. People tried to do it, but this is one of the first ones that sort of, fil- you know, pulled it off. And it's become almost the, um, the norm now, you know. So if we were going to see more RoboCop at this point, what what... What would you want to see, and what do you think they should do with the with the property of RoboCop at, at this? I point? think they should just continue it. There's no reason not to just make it part of the continuing story, but they won't. They'll 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 redo it because somebody's gonna want to put their fucking piss stamp on it. And, <laughs> you know, update it all. Make you know, it just. That, that shit just takes the audience's imagination and, you know, basically just way underestimates it, you know? I, I hate that. That that you wouldn't be able to go, okay, this was filmed in the 80s, and still watch a RoboCop movie. That's why I like that the Neutron movie is going to be yeah. a sequel rather than a re- yeah. reimagining or a remake uh, bullshit. Excuse me. Yeah, I know. I, I think what they could do very easily with this is do a sequel and just... You know, go go pretty much from this one. Ignore the other. I mean, I think it'd be pretty easy to ignore the other ones and maybe not even necessarily counter. Because I don't know that you don't even have to contradict them. I was just gonna say you could just pretty much you know just not reference them and let people decide that they happened or not happened or whatever. Because you know there's got to be some asshole out there who's just like RoboCop Two far surpasses RoboCop (laughs) One. I don't care what anybody says, because Frank Miller has his imprint in it somehow tangentially. And RoboCop 3 is an unsung masterpiece. (laughs) And between the RoboCop TV show and the Swamp Thing TV show, I was in heaven. Fucking dirt. Show me your spine. (laughs) Now, I'm trying to remember who the Chiodo brothers are, (sighs) but... The Chiodo Brothers, I think, maybe made music videos or something. They went on to do oh, something, shit, and they did all the commercials in this. All the... Oh, okay. ...were made by the Chiodo Brothers. I'll have to... What year does uh, it say? I can't read it. 1987. That can't be 87, though, because this was after uh, Burton's Batman, wasn't it? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Is it I not? saw I saw Burton's Batman... While I was in college, my freshman year at RIT, but I mean, I literally saw this like in the first three days that I went to RIT. Oh. A bunch of people were like, "Come on, we're going to see RoboCop," and I'm like, "All right, I'll go hang out with these guys." And I was like, "Yeah, it could be." Then I wonder why there's not more influence than of this in in the Burton. Batman. I mean, they're they're at. They probably hasn't seen. They were probably making it at the same time. They were probably in production at the same time. And and plus, Verhoeven was a Dutch director. You know, this was his first American movie. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think that this movie. You know, the the ones that I hold up as 
you know, right around that same time period that I feel like that Burton Batman should have tried harder to be like was was this movie mm-hmm. and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think we're both, you know, really captured that, that essence. Yeah, much you know, far Just superior than that Burton Batman. Without movie. Corey Feldman, please. But that's one we need to do sometime too. Is the well, is the I was Burton just gonna Batman. say since this is about the end of the episode, I'd say if you guys like this and thought that you'd like us to do more, start giving us some suggestions as to what movies you would like to hear us do. You know, I mean, I'll, I'd love to do a commentary on a fucking awful movie too. Oh yeah, that would be that could be a lot of fun. But you know, good fun. ones too, or maybe even something. Well, I don't want to do something I hadn't seen before, but. Anyway, now yeah, we're staring at a blank screen. Because we thought about doing that with uh, with the Punisher one, but you hadn't seen it. And then my right. thing is we'll end up just watching the movie. Because we did that just a couple of times in this one where we found ourselves watching the movie yeah. rather than saying anything. So, Well, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're going to try to do this again at some other point. But it was just more awesome because we were both in the same room at the same time. Yep. And maybe you'll hear a couple other podcasts done in this one day that we have to squeeze them out. So, anyway, we'll see you. We'll see you back here. <laughs> you fucking freaks. <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com where you can download all of our episodes and find our forum to openly and freely discuss topics from this and all other episodes with us and your fellow listeners. Two True Freaks. is spelled T W O T R U E F R E A K S. Libsyn, which is L I B S Y N. dot com. The Two True Freaks now have a phone line where you can call and leave a completely inappropriate message. Maybe we'll even use it on the show. That number is one five eight five Cop Lure. That's one five eight five two six seven five eight seven three. You can email Two True Freaks directly at Two True Freaks at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this show, why not review us in iTunes? And if you didn't enjoy this show, why not review us in iTunes? Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are now also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com, where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening to Two True Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U. Robo, excuse me, Robo, any special message for all the kids watching at home? Wow. <laughs> Stay out of trouble.